This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, aloha, sasrikal, ciao, bonjour, buona. So happy to be with you and I'm really happy because we have a very special guest today. Um, her name is Sara Luz and Sara is a results and impact coach who specializes in supporting working women. So I'm so happy you're with us, Sara. Welcome. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Thanks. Yes. Cool. So Sara, I'm going to invite you to jump right in and tell me more about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, that's big and broad. Let's see. I am a woman who supports other women in their careers to get to their next level. And what I'm trying to focus on most right now, where I find the biggest need is in this area of women dealing with burnouts because so many women are not just working, they're working two jobs. They have a career and they have their families and they're trying to juggle so much. And hence, you know, we see all these headlines about through the pandemic, what's happening is the great resignation. Yeah. And the great resignation is mostly women. The majority are women mm-hmm. who are feeling like they can't take it anymore. They don't have the bandwidth to take on one more thing. And so they're bailing and that really, um, it's disheartening and it's also frightening, I think, for our future because women bring so much to companies' bottom line profits. They bring so much vision. They bring so much. And, you know, so we have these two really interesting energies going on right now. We have the women leaving and we have on the other side of the table so many corporations who really want to empower these their talent pool of women to be included and rise through the ranks and leadership. And the women are going like, I can't take on one more thing. No, don't make me get promoted and have to do more. And so I'm really trying hard, Samia, to bust that myth that, you know, rising through the ranks, accelerating in their career for women means they have to take on more, which would obviously add to the burnout. That's not true. And that's the work that I love doing right now because I think it's timely and I'm super passionate about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so glad that you got into this work because like you said, there is a lot of need in this area for sure. So what makes you so particularly passionate about working with working women in this in this cause? Um, I think most most of all it's because I actually come from a corporate background um before I was a coach and doing my work in this area I started out working in New York City and was at um really high powered fast-paced ad ad agencies and also went client side my last corporate gig I headed marketing worldwide for a technology company And I don't say that to brag, but I say it just to say, I've been crazy successful in the corporate arena. And then what happened, Samia, is that I got fired. 
And it's hilarious that I can say it today with so much like unattachment or um, lack of shame. It took me, it, it really threw me sideways. Um, it's fascinating to me what happened to me is that the company I was working with was choosing to go public and it was owned by a foreign company, a, a foreign, um, a man from a foreign, um, well, they were from Switzerland, a different country. And it was made known after the fact that all of us people from the US who were terminated before they went through this IPO, um, I was the first to go and I was the only female. And I took it very personally. And my work was my whole identity. It was everything I knew. I'd given it my all. I had sacrificed time with my kids, all of this, right? And then the men fell behind me because it was really, it was about, they didn't want the, the US people having such an imprint on their brand, their strategy, their company. So, but it took me totally sideways. The men recovered fast. They bounced back, got another job. For me, it took me to the floor <laughs> in a puddle. Like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I can't be a stay-at-home mom. Anyway, it was a giant shift in my identity. It took a major toll on my self-esteem. And, you know, in hindsight, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it set me in this new trajectory towards personal development and getting into the coaching healing practices that I now do, which I love. And I know that it's my Dharma. It's what I'm here to do. But when it happens to you, wow, mm. you know, I, so I see these corporate women, I know what they're going through. I have been there, done that. I have, you know, been through all the struggles that they sit across from me and talk about, and I can genuinely now be in a place of confidence again that I can go like I know your experience and I want to help you because what you believe right now to be true mm. not not the truth let's get you you deserve to stay in your career you fought for it yeah. don't yeah. let men or limiting beliefs or any of those things don't let that push you away don't give up your dream and all your hard-earned work and hours and all of that stuff. Don't just give it up. I want to help you get to the next level. Yay. I love that. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing your own story and doing it with such honesty. I, I really appreciate that. Oh. Well, that's where we, that it, everything has to start with honesty and I believe vulnerability. Yeah. That's how we relate to each other. Like yeah. I don't want people putting me on a pedestal or any of that because um it's that place where we're telling our truths yeah. that we connect and really can see each other and yes. and be able to be supportive right yeah i so agree with you and especially with the work that you're doing helping women um, you know, working women, especially in, in the corporate world, I think so much of the stress that we experience in that kind of context comes from being in an environment that is not always very supportive of our being honest and being true to ourselves. 
You're so right. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Absolutely. I think that um I think that, you know, luckily I I I pray, I really, really hope and pray that that's changing because as more women rise in the ranks and go into leadership and they recognize they can actually still be feminine and feminine qualities are nurturing, supportive. It's all the EQ stuff that helps teams be more um, collaborative and um, all of the all of those qualities that we need to bring diverse backgrounds and diverse people together so that everybody's contributing in their best and highest way. Um, Females leaders do that best. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, so they have to they have to mentor it so that others feel safe to be the same. Yeah. That's my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I am with you on that. So what would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions that women have about burnout, about dealing with this kind of stressful environment um, and situation that they find themselves in? Yeah. Okay. So I think the first one out of my mouth has to be that the women that are in this extreme burnout, their first thing they think is I can't take one more thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, it's exactly the opposite. So I'm going to go into that a little baby bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like I said, at the beginning of this, their immediate response is I can't take one more thing. I just have to stop everything. I have to make a drastic change. And that usually means I'm going to quit my job. I just, just got to quit it all. Can't do anymore. What I know to be true is that how they got there is about taking on so many of the wrong things mm. that the reset happens by taking on something else, but it's called something new. Uh. There's so much research that proves that we as women do this very interesting thing. We love to work from our comfort zone and in our comfort zone, there are, it's really fascinating because I love that your show, you know, it's like, you know, make change fun and easy. And I'm all about that. Like, cause when I, you're working with me, I'm making you get immersed in things and try on things and play with things and whatever, because I happen to know that that shifts our energy faster. And so we actually have the experience of change so fast and it's yeah. awesome. And so what I like to do in this area with women is that we play with being in a new possibility, mm. doing something that stretches your mind, stretches your potential, helps you just step out of your comfort zone. And all of a sudden they, the, the life comes back in them. Mm. So it's not about, it's not about taking on one more thing it's taking on the right thing so that you can dump all the things that are not in alignment are not congruent with who you are and what you should be doing right that makes a lot of sense to me a lot of sense so when you talk about like taking on the right thing and um it makes me think about you know taking this challenge and turning it into an opportunity so how can you take this challenge of burnout 
and turn it into more of an acceleration energy, um, you know, to help you achieve more better outcomes. Okay. The first thing you got to do, no matter what, burnout is your nervous system is in overdrive. We're actually in fight or flight when that's going on. Your amygdala is firing. And the first thing you have to do is get calm. It's why we see so much activity out there now talking about anxiety and stress, anxiety, stress, even depression, all of that fits in one bucket and it can all be labeled categorically, it could be labeled burnout. Um, so we have to deal with our nervous system first and foremost. So that's as simple as what it, does it take to get you calm? And I'm sure you do lots of techniques on this front, but you know, I have people who say to me, I don't like to breathe. I don't like to breathe deep, but the easiest thing to get your nervous system regulating itself, because your body, you know this, your body knows what to do. It's magical, miraculous. Deep breaths literally get your body to calm down. You can do a breath that I call the fireman's breath. You breathe in for four counts, you hold it for six, and you exhale for seven. So four, mm. six, seven, okay? And that's the fireman's breath. Why? Because their front line, things are intense. And talk about nervous system like fight or flight. They have to have calm and clarity in those situations. So just doing that breath, you'll notice everything just slows down. We got to slow down, right? Get the nervous system to slow down. And from that, the next thing, which sounds so silly, so, so silly, and hopefully it can be like fun to your point. Let's make this change. We need to make fun, right? And easy. It's as simple as closing your eyes. Almost all the work that I do with people, by the way, is with your eyes closed, which messes with them. But it's about going inside, close your eyes, go inside. And I want you to think of a happy picture. Think of a happy picture. And for people who are super stressed, it could be floating in the ocean, just floating. And we're gonna go like, okay, feel the water on your arms, feel the water supporting your back. What do you hear? Do you hear the waves laughing? Do you, mm. do you feel the sunshine on, you know, like all of it, get them in that happy zone, happy pictures, happy pictures. And then they can start to actually tap into what I love the most, which is this superpower that we have that can take over of possibilities. Mm. And you can't get there without the calm and without the getting to a place of visualizing and tapping into something else as possible. Mm. That's the beginning. That is the beginning. And that's where the acceleration comes in because tap into possibilities. And now we're in, you know, there's deeper stuff to that, obviously, but I'm just, just to be brave for your show, that's where we land in the zone of possibilities where we can start going like, oh, Oh, what I used to think was true. Maybe this truth is way bigger than that. Maybe a lot of what I believed is really just me limiting myself. Maybe. And then you just, we, we're, we're way more calm, capable than we imagine when we're in the moment of overwhelm is the point is the most important point. Yeah. That is so true. Oh my gosh. I just love that. And thank you for sharing that specific uh, method of breathing. I know there's like different uh, methods that like different patterns of breath that you can engage in. Um, this one I was not familiar with the four, six, seven pattern. 
oh i'm gonna give that a try <laughs> um yeah oh my gosh that's so cool so okay okay so another thought that's coming to my mind is so you said like when someone's feeling this burned out they're so stressed out etc um they're like oh my gosh i can't take on another thing and the in instinct is to leave the job but you're saying it doesn't have to be like that but is there a time when leaving that job leaving all of that um, is the right thing to do and how can you tell if it's the right thing to do when it's the right thing to do okay that's a giant question very loaded i'll see i'll see how i can handle that one um i think one of the most important things is you gotta weigh your options and the way i look at it is depending on how long you've been in your job you really want to sit down i go through this test with my clients of we play is it true is it really true which is um you know the um uh oh my gosh i just forgot the woman's name that's terrible it'll come back to me in a minute um she's fabulous and she, you know it's the whole four lines of questions of is it true is it really true um how am I behaving when I have this thought and what, how could I be without this thought? It'll come back to me her name in a second. She's awesome. Um, and we do the whole truth test. And then I always say like, make sure that because the, whatever your thought is that you're running, it's likely to be exceptionally limiting. I want them to think about how much they've invested in that career. Have they gone to their boss and said, the truth. This is, I'm overwhelmed. I need some support in adapting to my circumstances. If I'm going to stay, have they exhausted that option? Usually women haven't. We're really bad about speaking up. The, the next thing is, did you ask for help? That's the other thing women are so bad about across the board. I have done massive executive women interviews. I have taught thousands of women now across the board we're really bad at asking for help and receiving help so i really that's the next level because some third party is likely to have some answers you haven't seen yet so let them help shine a light on have you truly exhausted all your options because what i don't want them to do is walk away from a career they've invested so much time money and effort into um you know for me to do it all over again that window in time had i had help someone who was saying sarah this doesn't have to end your career and i was doing amazing um i had a giant window of setback a giant window of not earning so you know to then later to want to come back into the corporate arena it would make me set far back in my pay potential and many other things so exhaust those options and then beyond that i love to use this window i'm gonna i'd realized i didn't say this before somia is that i love to use this window to teach women how to really go inside and do what i what i call as like the heart connection the soul connection 
because it's so important that you realize that we are mind, body, spirit, and that spirit part gets left off of our decision-making equations so much. And for me, it's, it's not the last resort, it's the first resort. I teach how to tap into your inner guidance that I believe is the wisest place to always ask the questions, right? And it's actually easier than we realize. It's just a matter of getting that mind of ours that loves to just run the show. You got to honor it and go, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Thank you. I appreciate what you just said. And I'm going to go with my other team of experts, which are over here. Sit quietly. You'll have your turn. You've had your turn for so many years now. I'm going to tap into some other guidance. And that's the stuff that I love to do. And that really helps the, the women decide, and men, I actually have some male clients too. It helps them decide, do I want to stay? Yeah. Or is this, like I said in my own career, is this literally the trajectory I need to do what my heart most wants? And I've been afraid to make the change until now. Mm. Right? Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing both the the way that you know we can use our mind to help us process and understand what might be the best decision uh, for us to make but also this other way of just connecting with our spiritual hearts um, and that's honestly my favorite way too I know I know I know I know that about you and I love that about you it's how we Yay. connect yes yeah. That is so awesome. So uh, if you might just talk a little bit more about our hearts, our spiritual hearts, what would you say is like a, a, a problem or a challenge that keeps people disconnected from their heart or that um, you know prevents them from be, being able to seek the guidance of their heart? Okay, I could talk about that for about two hours or more. <laughs> Let me see if I can make it simple. My perspective. I think it's challenging for people to um, tap into the wisdom of the heart because we don't teach it. It is just becoming something people are embracing. It's just becoming something that science backs. And there's, I love the research that's saying the heart energy is exponentially more powerful than the mind. And so I think there's been so many years, decades upon decades of us believing that our mind is the lead guidance and what we want to tap into. So you have a whole lot of people who only want to go after what is fact-based. And if the science wasn't there, they weren't following. Now the science is there. So they're more open to what, and most of the people I work with, I start with making sure they understand there's some science behind it. So then they're like more relaxed, like, oh, she's not doing something woo-woo or whatever, right? Um, the second thing I would say is it's not always comfortable. Like, I've had so many clients who I'm like, let's close our eyes. We're just going to get started, like, to go into this practice and we're going to do this. They're having their eyes closed with me for whatever reason feels really uncomfortable. And so meanwhile, we've established that they trust me completely and thoroughly, but yet there's someone sitting there 
they think watching you and I'm always like my eyes are closed too don't worry but it's uncomfortable it's it's unsettling it can be until you get used to it and the third is I just think that there isn't the promotion the publicity the attention giving in media and our culture to the power of this and how it could transform the world and were it to be giving more attention be, be given more attention then i think more people would be willing to test drive it but right now the attention and focus is on all these other tools and the other tools are you know even a lot of self-development tools i'm just gonna put this out there don't work for women because i know that women don't respond to pushing and the a lot of the male bravado self-development stuff and so i i kind of like to go there it, like medical research thank heavens medical research is finally including us gals in the in the test right um for years it was all on men well we have very different body systems hormones everything and I will say that when women especially start doing this, they start realizing this is so much more natural for us to approach our wisdom. Um, and so hopefully just the ability for people to embrace it because it's promoted, embraced and believed in then people, because nobody wants to be the odd man out. They don't want to be doing something nobody else is doing. It's like, God, gosh, forbid that we, you know, um, because that's all about, you know, then I might be judged and I'm blah, blah, you know, and that that's a whole nother black hole that we go into. That is so true. That is so true. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the lack of education is probably the biggest obstacle because the more that I know, once I learned how to connect with my heart, the more that I did it, the more I grew to trust the guidance of my heart. I'm like, wow, this this makes life so much more fun, so much more easy. And why the heck did I waste so much time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. While in doubting, mm. you know, constant doubting. That's the thing. I would say, Samia, I know you know this. It's just like, for me, um, clients ask me frequently when I teach them about this and I do different things to show them they have all the answers inside them, right? And they go, wait, do you do this? And I'm like, every day, every decision. And they're like, you trust it always? Absolutely always. When you realize how great it is to literally anything that you're questioning a major investment in yourself um a purchase about something um talking to your friend about something awkward um anything and everything you can check in when you know the steps you can check in and get the affirmative best answer for you and follow it it's liberating it is so yeah crazy and then you i just look back and go oh my gosh the amount of frustration and time i wasted chasing my tail we all do right chasing our tail over what's the answer what's the answer and then just lathering and every you know everything starts fall apart at that point you're just like a mess big hot mess um and the, and you don't have to do that 
you don't have to be that way right and you know honestly you mentioned that this feels a lot more natural for women uh because of the differences that we have in our systems and honestly you know uh, i i agree with you that for most women this comes more naturally and easily and i personally that's one of the reasons why i i have come to really appreciate being a woman <laughs> i like you know this world is so culture our culture and all like society sometimes is so male dominated and so into valuing the male characteristics and ways of doing things um but really i i think when it comes to being able to connect with our spiritual heart seek it guide seek its guidance follow its guidance it's something that male or female uh, i hope everyone can learn to do this and do this for themselves and for those of us for whatever reason that find it easier i i think it's a huge advantage actually absolutely absolutely i mean it's it's literally i know for you it's where your work comes from it's where your book came from it's you know like your it becomes your north star for doing your purpose right yeah and it's so beautiful also because um you know there's like so much depth to this experience and um you know like your heart is so wise and amazing you that you know and it always gives you the guidance at your current level like it'll never tell you to do something that is beyond what you are currently capable of but as you continue to grow and you learn more and you gain more capacity the answers that it gives you the guidance that it gives you also grows deeper and wiser uh, uh, it's so beautiful yeah yeah it's the it's the dearest closest most reliable trustworthy friend yeah passionate friend you'll mm-hmm. ever have Indeed. i love i love when when i take a client through the process for the first time that first entry and they get to hear or feel or see because it's it's also it's a bit like tapping into your intuition but it's a deep level of it and everybody has a different experience of that um but to to feel deeply love like deeply unconditionally love for the first time for most of us ever ever it is it, it's life changing right so to feel that that's been with you all along and you didn't know it yeah yeah it's just amazing Mm. I'm so glad that you incorporate this spiritual approach uh, into the way that you work. Um, and I'm sure that everyone who works with you uh, will benefit so much more because you're incorporating this uh, spiritual approach in the way that you work also. I really I appreciate so. that. Yeah. No, I, I hope so. That. I was just going to say to you know to that point what I've noticed is I tend to get clients you know if you read deep into my website you'll you'll get little drips little drops of it 
I do very unique techniques to get people to a higher level of change, to a higher level of what they, where they want to be in their life and their careers, etc. And the old ways don't always work. So, but I do have to start there. That's the sad thing. I have to start with the usual tried and true coaching techniques and so forth. And, and then it's, it's a matter of they get to a place where they trust me. Mm. And then I'll say, okay, you want to try something really different? Are we ready? You know, it's like switching gears. Like, okay, you ready to go into like third or fourth gear? We're going to take this up. And by then they trust me. They've had an exquisite experience and they're like, okay, well, let's, let's go. And then, you know, there's no turning back. So I say that because I know there are a lot of other coaches who want to lead with that mm -hmm. and it limits people's access to you. It yeah. limits the people who you could actually really impact their life because you're basically saying, this is how it works. This is the only way it works. And I, and I want more of us who have this knowledge and skill set to bring it to more of the masses, to light more candles. Yeah. And to do that, it means sometimes you have to just be patient and wait and see if they're willing and ready to open a new door. Mm. See what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. It's sort of similar to how I actually got introduced to the world of coaching because, um, like, honestly, I was not familiar with coaching at all. Um, it, and I, what I was looking for was just so many to learn and to help myself take more control of my mental emotional wellness and one day I was just googling and um, I don't know how I honestly do not remember how this came up but somehow this website popped up um, of a happiness expert and I got on her website and um, she said okay I have this training program that's basically a training in applied positive psychology and it teaches you how to take control of your mental emotional wellness and there's an also a component of it which will teach you how to teach the material that you learn to other people so you can first of all experience it yourself and see if it works for you if it transforms you then you also have that choice of sharing that with other people. I was like, oh, cool. And I'm like a total like um, psychology buff. I was a psychology major in college and so forth. So that's what got me in. Uh, but then I got in and just like you said, <laughs> my, my, my happiness expert, my teacher, her name is Dr. Amy Koje. She was like, oh, and by the way, I do this other thing and um we're going to give it a try and are you willing to experiment uh with me and i was like sure <laughs> and so she's the one who introduced me to my heart too um but if she had been leading with the spiritual side uh, just spiritual or i work with the heart i probably wouldn't have responded at that point in my life now uh, I'm in a d very different place. And so now when I see coaches who are 
explicitly you know like heart-centered or explicitly spiritual in their approach they're my people now and I very much am attracted to working with them um, so I guess it's also partly just a matter of sort of where you are in your journey both as a student and also as a coach in terms Absolutely. of what you lead with absolutely yeah. and and it's a personal choice it's yeah. a personal choice i only say it because i recognize that for me it gives me access to more people that otherwise would yeah. never even try. no you're absolutely right i i think especially in america and especially in the corporate world in the business world people are just not familiar enough um if you were like in India, for example, it would be a different story. I mentioned India because I'm half Indian. I've lived in India. My family, half my family's from there. You know, over there is just such a different environment, such a different culture where spirituality and religion and faith, they're very much a part of our public life as well as our uh, personal lives, you know. And so over there, when you talk about spirituality, religion, faith, there is an immediate sense of credibility that you receive uh, if people find uh, that they connect and understand the way that you talk about issues of religion and spirituality and faith. Um, so over there, you know, it's just because it's a very different culture, you know, the the uh, the approach has to be obviously different um, but for you in your case what you're doing the approach you're taking makes wonderful sense well I just want to say like how fabulous to um, know that in India and other countries that spirituality is infused mm -hmm. in everything people are doing and I'm sure you could give lots of examples about how that just makes everything so much better. Um, we're behind here. We're behind. And I love, I did this um, executive interview series with all these C-suite women. And um, I, I was asking them a little bit, like I went through tons of just normal questions, whatever. And then I asked them about spirituality. And it was quite fascinating because so many of them said, that they hope spirituality will make it into the workplace, but it'll be called something different when it does. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, what does that exactly mean? And we had lots of conversations about, you know, corporate America. There's a big movement for meditation now. And, you know, you do meditation and people see productivity levels go up. Just tons of positive yeah. um, markers in the research. And I'm like, that's just the beginning there's so much more you know what i mean it's like yeah, that's I just the beginning of it. so i have lots of hope because i genuinely like you i know it's it's it'll change lives it'll change the way we we interact with each other it will change so many markers that need to be changed where we are right now in our world and the way we do things and the imprint that each of us are are leaving right so yeah. yeah oh my gosh i'm having so much fun i keep talking with you for a long long time sarah sarah but we do have to begin to wrap up for today so 
um i guess as a last question i would just um say do you have any tips that you can share um you know in terms of um how uh, women uh, or people but especially women can find more success or like some tips maybe that they might be surprised by sure okay i'd love to rattle off a few um let's see women are we have some qualities that we don't even know we have that are holding us back so the kind of the unconscious things that we do we have a way because culturally we are trained have been and it will continue i have sadly i will say probably for at least another decade or so um we have been trained to be subservient i know in your culture i've listened to some of your podcasts your stories about like you know uh, the one of uh, like money making you you know you weren't going to be told how to make money or have a checkbook or anything like that i mean we have been kind of the second class citizens so we carry with us a lot of unconscious ways of being very subservient so especially as we go into our lives and we're trying to step into power we have to recognize some of these things that we're doing that just don't work it immediately signals i'm weaker i'm not ready i'm not capable to do this work so examples um we have to listen to our volume and turn up the volume on our voice because mm. women start getting really quiet when they're intimidated we have to speak louder we have to practice um being confident and clear in the way we speak there's a difference between aggression and assertiveness So a lot of women get really uncomfortable when they have to be assertive and they think that that's being aggressive there's a difference. Assertive is just forward movement. Literally the definition is forward movement to make something productive happen versus aggression. That's a you know there's all the negative energy in there. So we have to learn to be more assertive. We need to be willing to own our value. Um pretty soon by the time this airs my I've got a um a free product that's going to be on my website that'll be out that's all about like getting the job you desire and getting paid what you are worth so many women don't know how to we got to close that pay gap and it's a lot of things that we're doing wrong even in the interview process um gosh we got to stop apologizing seriously yeah we apologize and we do it let me tell you why we do it we do it samia because we have been trained that we can't be higher than the other person girls are like it doesn't matter if it's some woman who oprah could drop into our conversation she's probably a little different cuz i think she's trained herself out of this but she could drop into our conversation and and she'd say something like you might say oh my gosh i love that outfit oh this it's nothing you know just she's got to bring herself down so she fits in because that's how we roll as females mm. if we do that with men we've lowered ourselves so we apologize so that we don't look like we're imposing on someone or being thinking that we're better than them or whatever we have to stop apologizing so i do a lot of work with women on catching their speech catching their body language catching the way they do or don't own their value in a room super important to get ahead 
Mm. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Oh my gosh, that just makes me want to dig deeper. But you know what? Let's bring you back another day and Fabulous. keep digging deeper into this because we have so much uh, amazing, amazing things to talk about. So thank you again, Sarah. I really appreciate the time you spent with us today. And um, I'll be sure to include Sarah's links in the show notes. Uh, so everyone, if you're listening, please um, make sure to check out the show notes, click on the link, connect with Sarah. I'll also drop my links in there. Connect with me if you like. And until we see each other again, hear each other again, connect with each other again, I wish you lots and lots of faith and joy. You as well, dear. Thanks for having me. This was wonderful. Take care. Thank you.